Hello everybody. This is the Value Line Observer brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veteran uh, analysts, portfolio managers that... Uh, Capital markets guys also. Professionals. Mm-hmm. Wall Street professionals, uh, if you will. That have assumed secret identities and disguised our appearances. That, that would explain the masks. Yes. And our voices so that we can't be recognized, so that we can bring you our unvarnished views on Value Line's weekly stocks, this week being the week of February 16th, 2007. Our bosses, uh, you know, would not allow this. No, they would uh, They would. Uh, they would have a serious fire problem us. with this. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, uh, so we can't, you can't yeah. know exactly who There's we are, only a handful of people it's on, all the on the up and up and, uh, who know who we actually are. You can go to our are. website, www.thevalueguys.com, and read more about us. Uh, you'll see a lot of caveats there, like we may own the stocks that we talk about. We may have lucrative fact, arrangements. Val sort, of has a, uh, Val sort of has a thing about trying to own every stock he talks about. I do. I own most all of them, uh, <laughs> even uh, if one share. We remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only. We're, uh, we're, also, we're uh, trying to give you the benefit of our experience and how we yeah. look at stocks. We're just talking stocks on a Friday, having had uh, – you know, a hard week, and now maybe we're sharing a uh, refreshment together. Perhaps a refreshment. Talking Perhaps. about some uh, stock ideas so, for, our, our, uh, for our PAs. I mean, and, the point uh, to make is this is the same professional institutional advice we give to our paying clients each week, except here we're drinking. And so, so you got to take every – who knows what we might say. This week, uh, Value Line's sort of heavy on energy and I guess you'd call and it publishing – uh, but a uh, a big section on consumer discretionary, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk about some hotels and Disney later. Uh, but uh, first, this week, yes, going to lead off this week. Excellent, everybody. Excellent. That means I'm seats. out of here before the show really drones. Uh, no, you have to you have to wait until I finish uh, every last okay. idea. Anyway, I so talk about. February 16th. What do we got this week? Uh, you know, know, I don't do know. I'm looking through here. Well, it started out with recreation, so there's a lot of stuff in here. And actually, I own Mattel. I've really, I think we've talked about that, but it's frankly worked now. So I'm actually selling Mattel now. Uh, Value Line now has it rated a one. It's you know up 40 percent since we've talked about it, but we're going to move on the sidelines on that one. Hasbro also rated highly right now. I mean, you, you miss these. That's all. Come back later. These things move around. Anyway, the thing that we haven't missed yet, because it's not doing so well, is Polaris, uh, ticker PII, page 1855, Recreation. Now, what's my theme on this one? My theme is, as you know if you listen to the show, we like predictable themes. There's only a few of them, demographics being one that's pretty predictable, and wealth growing as you age is pretty predictable. Uh, the theme on Polaris is simply wealth. It is. Yes, well, there's not hope. for everyone, Vern, sorry. But anyway, uh, wealth breeds recreation. That's my theme. Call it out of left field. But I think if you have more time, more money, you recreate not me. more. I just like to throw no, it in the I know. Well, this isn't what you and I. Uh, and so these guys are involved. Now, you may think, hey, wait a minute. Polaris makes snowmobiles, global warming. Hey, you guys, what's up with that? Well, you. What they know, what you don't know, is that these guys now sixty-six percent of their revenue is ATVs, which I think means uh, alternate uh, universe vehicles, and only fourteen percent terrain. Ah, 
Thank you. you. Knew that. I knew someone would you know that. that. I knew Please tell me you knew that. I had no idea, but I knew it was like dune buggies of the of our current decade. So, uh, snowmobiles just fourteen percent of this one. Motorcycles five. I don't know what brand they have, but it uh, it might be the Indian brand or some old brand like no, that. No, I think maybe it's called Victory. Victory. Okay, Could I don't it? know. But in any case, here's what we got. We got a stock trading at a nine or ten percent discount to the S and P five hundred multiple. Uh, they're trading at just 10 times last year's free cash flow, which is a number gross cash flow, which is a, a benchmark evaluation I like to use. CapEx is uh, 140, so you take a little bit out of there. But on free cash flow, they're trading at about 13 times. And, uh, you know, I might look at that as like a 8% uh, cash-on-cash yield. And then you're going to get a little growth with this thing. And Value Line's predicting you might get eight, or what they say, nine uh, percent sales growth, seven uh, percent earnings growth. That might be a little conservative, particularly if we're at a trough right now. Uh, the company has a long history of outstanding returns on capital, which I think are important in uh, judging businesses. Regularly in the thirty percent range, and they've taken on a little debt in the last few years, primarily to buy stock back. Uh, stock uh, share counts gone from 54 million 10 years ago to 34 million. They're slowly buying back the company, and they're going to continue to do so. They have the cash flow to do so. Operating margins very stable in the mid-teens, which I think is uh, high enough for them to make money and low enough not to draw a lot of new entrants into the uh, sector. Uh, and they've had kind of a bad year, which may give you an opportunity to buy this thing. If you look at the relative value or the relative performance chart kind of the dotted line under the pricing chart on the value line, you see that for two full years they've been down. Before that, they were up for a year. A couple years before that, they were up. So they, they tend to get two- and three-year up cycles, which are oftentimes driven by how long it takes to work through uh, some dopey inventory cycle. So in, dealers fill themselves up with snowmobiles or mo ATVs, what have you, and then if you have a season with no weather that is appropriate for that, then those guys don't order anything, no, but I th and uh, that's what's I, I, happened I, I, here I this think, year. But I think there's a little more. I think there's actually now some discount in the stock for the idea of global warming. That this is the kind of stock because it's a discretionary item. Well, that's why the point and is if, they don't really make if snowmobiles. The, if, if I, if you, oh, they don't. Well, fourteen percent. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. it was that small. Sixty-six percent. ATVs. That's oh. what I, the point I was making earlier. Global warming is good. Right, then. It's definitely good. All the ice barren land that's going to be lush <laughs> tropical gardens for ATVs. So that's the misperception. And then motorcycles, which really can travel in uh, in snow or ice or anything, uh, as long as you have a helmet on. Don't forget about that. So uh, summary on Polaris: high returns on capital, mid 30s. They're trading at about 10 times gross cash flow. Balance sheet in good shape. And uh, demographic theme. Okay, let me move along here. New York Times. This is something I come to again and again because it's trading very cheap. It's one it's of trading like a newspaper. Well, that's true. It is trading like a newspaper. And what I would posit to you, my oh, friend, I forgot. it is it a is newspaper. Not, no, that's my point. This is not a newspaper. It's trading like a newspaper. Now, I've reviewed these statistics recently. If you go to the U.S. Statistical Abstract page, and you know, you, it's on the Internet, Google it up, Internet, you know, Statistical Abstract of the United States, there's a page that will show you, you know, readership. And this stuff's been going down for, you know, literally eight straight years. There's fewer readers. They're dying off. Everyone's on the Internet. 
and newspapers are slowly, slowly going away, and they have yet to really come in a big way with uh, people migrating their subscription to the New York Times because Google News, Yahoo News, it's all free. So we've got a problem here. It's, we're right in the midst of you know horses going out and cars coming in in terms of the newspaper industry and the Internet industry. But here's what I think may happen. Well, by uh, all means, invest in the horses. Uh, well, no, this, isn't the, this is not the horse, though, my friend. This is the driver of the horse, it's the driver of the horse. Here's my point. The New York Times <laughs> a is a global a brand for news, and I'd say the delivery system for that is somewhat appropriate to the age we're in. 200 years ago, by all means, have pages on foot running through town. A uh, 100 years ago, newspapers delivered by horses, then trucks, then people when, when putting their the own. When did they use vacuum tubes? That was, when did they do that? That came in that in the 50s. Really cool. That was 50s. Well, Why now we... what you have is the Internet, and people are going to slowly be migrating to the Internet as all the newspaper readers die off. The New York Times has a global brand. Future. Let me we tell you something. Listen, I need a minute here. Value the New York Times. Let me go on. The New York Times has a global brand that can survive the migration away from local newspapers. I'm not sure the Kansas City Gazette or the, uh, you know, who knows what, St. Louis Examiner will. The New York Times is going to be a global credible source for U.S. business news, politics, uh, what else? Climate, entertainment, culture, food, real estate. I mean, need I go on? Every major issue in the United States, oh, at the rest of the world, uh, around the world. And so, uh, I think that what will happen is this transitionary period will go away. Their costs will plummet because they're not going to need giant printing presses. They're not going to need fleets of trucks driving around. Uh, they're not going to need warehouses to store paper. Everything becomes software. Uh, click, clickety, click. Uh, people are finding, you know, willingness to pay uh, $30, $40, $50, $69 a year for a year of uh, access to this sort of thing. The Wall Street Journal has proven that out. These two properties are the most trafficked sites in terms of subscription revenue on the Internet. New York Times also owns About.com, which I think is number six in terms of traffic, advertising, moving on the Internet. Anyway, those are all long-term things. We don't know what's going to happen. Right now, of course, earnings are down. The Boston Globe has been a, a disaster because of the consolidation of the department store industry, and that took a big toll on uh, you know advertising, particularly in Boston, where they lost one of their major uh, stores. There uh, went down, I Ooh. guess, uh, Federated. You know, got uh, uh, or no May was it May that got bought by Federated? Anyway, they 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 both were there. One got shut down. Uh, department store advertising in Boston went in half. We're starting to anniversary that. Boston's also the most Internet crazed city around because of all the universities, et cetera. So uh, it's really a bit of the future in Boston. Yeah. Um, and so, but that's all going to get anniversary. Of course, the Times has stepped up and said they're very critically involved in the Boston Times and are going to, I'm sorry, the uh, Boston Globe and are going to make sure – there was some speculation they would sell it. They're going to keep it and turn it around. That should become a positive for us. Uh, but the main point here is you can buy this thing for about eight times cash flow. That's about as cheap as it ever gets. The stock relative has been going down for My five God. years. And uh, they're going to turn it around. The Speed Internet's the here. New York Times. God damn it. Buy this thing. Let's get it over with. All right. Uh, Tribune, by the way, can't sell itself at 10 times, 
And you might say, well, gee, isn't that a sign that the New York Times isn't worth ten times either? Well, I don't think the Tribune has yes, a brand. It is a sign. No, I don't think the Tribune has a brand that holds up globally the way the New York Times does. If you have a button for New York Times headlines on your desk, you might also have uh, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post. Uh, you know, maybe you have the London, you know, Times. No, you're Who right. knows? You I mean, you don't have the Tribune. Why would you have a Chicago right. paper? Exactly. So, I mean, maybe if you're in Kansas, you have the Tribune. But I don't think you're around the world. Now, uh, moving on to another quick name, Hart Hanks. How am I doing on time here, Vern? I don't want to go on you're and on. You're doing fine. Hart Hanks, uh, page 1918. This caught my eye because even in the world of the Internet, you still need to reach customers. And uh, response to direct marketing, the kinds of things you get in the mail or, you know, you get a postcard or whatever, uh, you know, every, these things are plummeting. No one's responding to these things anymore. And so figuring out ways to get new customers is getting you know, more and more valuable. Let me tell you what Hart Hanks does. It's just what Value Line says. They provide direct marketing and shopping, advertising services. At 61% of their sales, they build customized database, and they generate sales leads for retailers, healthcare organizations, drug, technology, telecom, and financial services firms. So these are all areas of the economy that are gaining share uh, Hart Hanks is, uh, you know, generating upper teens returns on capital, uh, 20, 21, 22 percent returns on equity. All these metrics of profitability have been improving, and their niche is getting more valuable as it's getting tougher and tougher to find a customer. Now, the negative on this one is that 39 uh, percent of their business is this thing called the Shoppers, which is in 800 local markets. It's a weekly advertising circular. And, you know, it's, new, it's paper, it's out in the marketplace, maybe that's all going away. But in a world where, you know, you can't force someone to read your web page, you know, you've got to push them there somehow. Uh, email is becoming, you know, very uh, a poor way to reach people. Nobody opens email. So a physical document in your mailbox is still a billboard. You've got to deal with it somehow. Even if it's just to carry it to the trash, you're going to look at it, and that impression is worth money. And these guys are in that part of the business, although the street seems to think it's going away a little bit. This thing is 13 times gross cash flow. It's a little higher than I want to pay normally. But, uh, the, the, you know, the stock to me, in a world where at least one channel of advertising is growing, it's Internet, and that's because it's addressable. Hart Hanks knows how to send out addressable uh, prospecting, uh, you know, contacts, and I think that's going to carry them through. Their returns are showing that. And uh, I'm going to pick this as an entry point to Hart Hanks HHS. My final one here, I'm going to be quick, mainly because I don't know that much about it, Vern, but Air Products, APD, page 1960. Everybody needs. Well, you need air. Let's I, face it. Yeah. And uh, these guys have about 25 years air. of, it's the new of water. consistent <laughs> uh, air. you got to breathe, don't you? No, I don't know. A lot of taglines. But they've had 25 years of growing cash flow per share, uh, and what they do is they basically sell all the different types of industrial gases. Well, that's all true. But, you know, they sell to chemical companies, steel, electronics, oil, food services, hospitals, clinics, and laboratories. Everybody needs some kind of gas, whether it's nitrogen, oxygen, uh, 
helium, you know, nitrous oxide. I have no, frankly, this is where my knowledge breaks down, Vern. I don't know what all they sell. But any type of gas you might need in any sort of industrial process. This is why we always remind our yes, listeners please remind that we them may again. know nothing about what we're talking Well, we about. often don't know very much. But uh, in this case, I know even less but than usual. But we're good at guessing. Ah, what have you. Okay, here's what we got. 13% return on capital. That's respectable. It's a very competitive market. All they're doing is moving gases around in you know, metal well, containers. They commodities after commodities. all. Commodities. So but they've managed, they've managed to, to uh, lever a little bit, 30, you know, 30% at the cap, gives them an 18% return on equity. This is a period in time, if you've listened to the show, where I think these industrial providers are getting an opportunity for price increases because their customers have no choice but to go along. Their utilization of uh, capacity is moving higher. They don't have a lot of extra room to do fancy mo things. You just have to, if your vendor says this is what we have, you kind of have to take it. Uh, you don't have a lot of downtime and such. So, you know, most of these sorts of people who provide things into big processes that are uh, running full bore are having a chance to raise prices, and Air Products is getting uh, pricing as well. In fact, Value Line says profitability is rising, <clears throat> SGNA is going down, they're on the ground in China selling the Chinese gas. So, uh, I think you got a couple year run here with Air Products. Uh, you do get a little yield here as well, 1.8%. Selling air to the Chinese. I know. What are you going to do? <laughs> now, that's an entrepreneur. They need a lot of air. They, You know, if everyone in China inhaled at the same time, you know, who knows what might happen. But air products, APD, uh, page 1960. And, Vern, that's all I have this week. I'm all done now with my part of the show. So uh, how, how, how are we doing? You did great on the clock. Did I? You how are really we doing? Did. How many minutes? How Let's tell the people. We're at 17 and, and a half minutes. Oh, that's now. great. Well, let's have a beverage break. Here we go, beverage break. Clink. Well, there was kind of a clink there, but. Well, metal. You can. It doesn't uh, clink, really. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Okay, let me introduce, mm. with very little fanfare, I needed Vern that. Value. I, Here you go, Vern. That was too much fanfare, Take it away. actually. Thank you. This week, I'm going, I, I need an energy stock. I don't own any energy. It. Gatorade. Uh, and they sold off recently, so I thought maybe maybe I want to get involved here because there is something I think is fundamentally By all means, let's in invest of, in a uh, category that's being obsolesced by new technology. Uh, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. Well, it's happening. It's happening. S mm -hmm. Slowly. There's giant, uh, I guess, uh, uh, what are they called, electric farms or whatever in Australia where you put a square mile under a tent, it drives a turbine, you power a city of 100,000, no moving parts for free. They're building wind turbine. They're building turbine farms like crazy. There's some huge developments going on. I think there's one in uh, the U.K. that's about five miles offshore and may involve hundreds of individual yeah. uh, turbines. There's a place uh, in California you pass on the drive to Palm Springs. On our like way that. from here to Nirvana... No, no, it's all be, happening. There will be a variety of different um, unintended effects or reactions to how these processes are managed by our uh, friends in uh, Hexcel. By the places. way, is a way to play that. Hexcel makes these composites that they make all these uh, wind uh, devices the uh, called blades. Uh, blades out yeah, of yeah. blades. That's what they're called, mm -hmm. right? Well, one of the things that I think is going to happen is you're going to ultimately see some kind of uh, carbon trading system that will be used to help smooth the costs uh, for heavy industry, especially those industries that are large producers uh, or consumers of energy. 
And so consequently, uh, one of the things that should likely happen is a shift towards natural gas in terms of fuel source because it's a relatively lower emitter and it'll make it easier for, uh, for those enterprises that have the ability to switch from some other fuel to gas. Uh, it'll be part of an integrated strategy that'll help them meet increasingly uh, tight. Also cheaper, which standards. is an advantage uh, right well, now. Well, but it's, uh, it's a commodity, and it's actually uh, more of a regional commodity than petroleum is, mm -hmm. of course, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. of transportation issues. So um, it can be very expensive in the short term, depending on what's happening in the market. Gas prices are up now. Uh, we've had a uh, shortage of natural gas development in the United States uh, in large part because uh, what's left that uh, has not been developed uh, is generally in areas where development's been highly restricted, if not outright uh, prohibited. Well, plus we can't, uh, you can't, we can't import gas. We don't have enough terminals to bring it in, although they're building a couple, I guess, right now. But, one of, uh, but there is an opportunity for, the, for some change at the margin. And that's going to happen in the Gulf of Mexico, where uh, Florida has finally assented to allowing some development on the, I don't think they, do they call it the Continental Shelf? But it's an area I do. that is like 50 miles out from the shore. That's what I call it. Call it the, the shelf. The shelf. It's okay. my term. At the outer shelf, maybe, or something like that. So there's going to be some work done. Top shelf. Some that's opportunity what I... for the right business. So I went looking for something that... Mm -hmm. Uh, energy sector that looked not unreasonably priced where I could maybe get some exposure to that. Yeah. And I found this, uh, I've never heard of this company before, Global Industries Limited, GLBL is the symbol. Value Line uh, lowered their rating to a three just recently with the stock down 30% from its highs. It's a little under $14 according to Value Line. Now, the thing I don't understand, they say it's a 7 PE at $14. That implies two dollars of earnings per share, but they don't have a number on the page higher than a dollar seventy-five. So uh, hmm. there must have been a last-minute estimate change or something. But nevertheless, oil accounting at fourteen dollars, I'm fourteen times a dollar, which would be what forty percent below where we are here. So maybe uh, maybe prices come back some, but uh, I, it seems I have some reasonable protection as long as we don't go back to the days when. A barrel of oil was sixteen or eighteen dollars, and gas was. Didn't gas get to be below two dollars? Gas, uh, I don't know exactly. But yeah, we struggle to remember cheap. where the threshold prices are. For well, gas two, too. Remember, uh, listeners, if you talk about a uh, MCF of gas uh, at five dollars, then you multiply that by six to get the oil price uh, uh, equivalent. Uh, Just yeah, want to pass oil, that little you. piece That's of information out to the listeners. It's actually wow. five point eight. Burn. Just thanks a lot. Had that in the back of my head there. All right. Okay. So, um, and that would help explain why gas prices are in the high single digits right now. Well, well what are, are they? Six? No, I think higher. I'm six, seven, seven mm -hmm. kind of territory. But I'm not. I I don't try to keep up day to day on what's happening with oil and gas prices. But there's been, you know, they, they the prices came back some. They rallied a little bit, I think. Yeah, in, that's in, true. in any event, gas got very cheap. I've got this company here that has only the market cap is only one point six billion. Um, it um, IPO'd about thirteen, fourteen years ago, and it says according to Value Line, they have the largest fleet of offshore service vessels in the Gulf of Mexico. 
That's interesting. Uh, the description to me. is major provider of offshore construction and support services, including pipeline construction, platform installation and removal, and diving services to the oil and gas industry, primarily in the Gulf of Mexico. You know, I might have talked about the stock because one of the themes I've had in energy is that, you know, they've just drilled the deepest well of all time recently. I think, I forget who it was, in the Gulf of Mexico. They're yeah. in deep water now yeah. for the first time. They've got a, an economic technology to do that. Well, three-quarters of the earth is deep ocean. I think there's going to be, with this new te- drilling technology, a lot of new oil and gas finds, which is going to drive the cost down. That's, that's what I think. That's how it seems to me, Vern. This company only has... Um Seven, less than $75 million of debt, but cash on the balance sheet is $188 million, so they're net debt-free. Um, so in terms of affordability, would not cost too much. Now, there is somebody, the chairman, William J. Dore, owns about a quarter of the company. And Wells Fargo owns 14%. That might be family trust. So... It's possible that there's a huge family position that would uh, uh, could be an obstacle, but uh, I, there's lots of room, uh, lots of protection here in the va- uh, valuation. I think uh, strong global economy. I don't see oil going back below thirty dollars, much much less back to the twenty days of twenty dollars. Yeah. You know, the consensus is surely behind me there. Anyway, so if you need some energy exposure, I think this looks like a pretty good idea. Um, the other uh, the other thing caught my eye this week was in their uh, in value lines. Uh, table of contents. They mentioned that they've uh, initiated coverage of Wyndham worldwide in the hotel industry. So I go to look at it. And initially, I wasn't all that impressed. Uh, so Value Line has no rating on this. This no is rating. Wyndham worldwide. They have no data, it looks the like. The symbol is WYN. Well, they, 06 and 07. There's a little bit of history. They, uh, let's see, uh, a subsidiary of Sendent. Sound familiar? Years ago, yeah. Until July 2006. Okay, so just came public within the last, uh, what is that, eight months? Okay. And uh, Wyndham, if you're not familiar with them, uh, you're certainly familiar with what they own. They're one of the world's largest hospitality companies. Besides owning Wyndham Hotels, they own Ramada, Days Inn, Super 8. Who knew any of that? And they have a business called Trip Rewards, <laughs> vacation ownership. Really? In 2006, in the first nine months of the year, was half of revenue and 40% of operating profit, selling resort-related ownership interests and providing management services for those. This is a huh. hot area, especially with a baby boomer, you know, the whole ba- uh, demographic thing that you like to talk about yeah. so much, Val. And why is this good? Because people will be traveling and staying in hotels more? Yes, no, of course. No, they will be buying oh, vacation I'm properties sorry. in oh. distant, warm, remote locations and flying there repeatedly. Well, uh, that's a big they, business. Absolutely. The, uh, the lodging business is actually a, only a quarter of earnings. Vacation exchange and rental is a third, okay? So the vacation ownership business is really what is going on. The Wyndham Resort, I guess, must be the business that's really the business. Um, huh. So that's what you would be buying if you bought this. What Do okay. I want to buy this? Ten, I don't know. $33 stock, 17.5 times forward, an 8% discount to the market only. It's about 12 times gross cash flow. 
Um, operating margins are in the low 20s. Uh, net margin, about 10%. But they only return about 8.5% on total capital uh, with modest, modest leverage, 22% of um, total cap, a little over a billion one is debt. Um, hmm. So return on shareholders' equity, 10 11%. Now, do these guys own hotels, or is it more of a management company? It's more of a management company. So their ROI is probably apt to evolve to be pretty good then. Uh, well, you would think it would. Um, you would certainly think so. Now, that's what I would think. Um, At least that's what's happened for others that have migrated from being so owners I, I, to I wasn't managing. sure, and I thought, well, maybe this is really expensive for a hotel chain. So I thought I'd look at some others and what see What is the valuation on that? On this one? Yeah. This is uh, 17 times earnings and 12 times gross cash flow. Okay. Um, they CapEx is modest, so it's about 16 times free cash. Hmm. Okay. Of course, they own real doesn't, estate. Doesn't sound terribly good cheap, place. all right? But, okay, so how about Hilton, HLT, $37 stock, 32 times earnings, 60% premium to market, 13 times gross cash flow, hmm. um, a very high capital spending, free cash I mean, this stock is like 200 times free cash flow. Um, Seems too high. Part of their problem is 74% debt to cap. So they probably, uh, I, I don't, you know, it looks awfully expensive and a difficult situation. Even though Hilton, great business, they own mostly Hilton. Uh, yeah. How about how about Starwood? Now, there's a hot property. Oh, the symbol is HOT. Uh, the stock at $67, only 25 times earnings, only a 32% premium. That seems also high. But this though. one's 16 times gross cash flow. It's 60 times free cash flow. And they're buying stock back. They're, <laughs> the company's valuation is 25 times earnings, 60 times free cash flow, and they're buying stock back. That doesn't make any sense. And That's I've, a 4% return. And I've got Marriott. Marriott, symbol M-A-R. Value line rates this one 3. It rates Starwood 3, Hilton 2. This stock at almost $50 is almost at an all-time high. 50% premium to the market at 20 and eight and a half times earnings, 20 times gross cash flow, all right, like 100 times free cash flow. Operating margins under 10%, the lowest of the group. The other two were in the 20s. Marriott's 10, so there must be something structurally different here. They have Ritz-Carlton, but other what Renaissance. But otherwise, it's a Marriott group of uh, properties. They have decent returns on capital, though, uh, uh, mid-teens, uh, 20s return on shareholders' equity. Why isn't one of these businesses, especially Marriott, 35% of capital is, uh, uh, is debt? Why aren't they buying Wyndham? I don't know. Wyndham, I don't know. They could buy it with – they could give you gobs of their stock for Wyndham. They could give you a cash and stock deal that – would probably be terrific. and It could I, be that uh, the management companies have uh, contracts with all these hotel operators, and if you change owners or buy someone, perhaps they have an opportunity to uh, change brands or is something. That right? I, is that right? Is that what happens? Well, I know Check that, that out, if people. someone buys my firm, <laughs> every client gets to vote again as to whether Just they want to hire check me. That, check that one thing, and then if you know it's not a big deal, then buy – Wyndham, W-Y-N. First, get that checked out. Then. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, okay. And then my, the last stock I'm going to talk about this week is uh, Disney, or as Value Line calls it, Disney Walt.
Disney Comal. Yeah, I want to make sure you don't get it confused with Bob Disney's company. Right. <laughs> Which is a good company in its own right. It's a fat, have you ever had their cookies? The symbol for Walt Disney's company is DIS. Value line rates at one. They raised it in May 06. I think we raised it considerably before then. Um, off of a bottom, yeah, in late 05, the stock's up 50%. At this point, 20 times earnings at $35 at a uh, slight premium to the market. Um, $72 billion market cap uh, entertainment content uh, uh, generator, probably the most uh, durable franchise in that regard uh, in the world. But uh, this business, at trading at 14 times cash flow, um, has return on capital at levels they haven't been in a decade. Same with shareholders' equity. A lot of talk here about TV doing particularly well right now. Well, that's a very cyclical business, and the network uh, model uh, has some issues. Um, they, they've done great in their parks and resorts business, which is now going to be up against difficult comparisons despite several new attractions. They do have the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie coming out, um, Plus, I also heard recently, yeah. Toy Story, Story 3. three. Oh, yes. That would be great. But um, entertainment is a cyclical business. Um, That's why so many people are tuning out to the show right now. It's sensitive business as well. Walt Dis Disney has had down years when we've had recessions. Um, if folks, well, sure. If, if you own, uh, if you bought it when we told you a couple times earlier that it would be a good idea, we did? I don't know. Time to take profits. I'd pair back to like a quarter or half position on yeah. Disney. Um, well, looks uh, very vulnerable to me here. Disney, I think you know they're always going to be burn. suspect to uh, you know event risk, as we unfortunately say. Um, but, uh, you know, they've also established a beachhead in the culture well, in terms the, the of Pixar, uh, real estate this development. This the Pixar film Ratatouille should gross well. Well, maybe. But it's it's still going to be a movie, I think, with rats in it named after vegetable well, hash. who knows? We can't make any predictions about that. Well, Weirder things have done well than that. Yeah, but, but rats the, are... I don't know. We can't. We're not. We can't predict that. But you know, they have a pretty good movie well, platform. I can predict it if I want to. You can, but do I you have a wrong. track record? When I think to be wrong. You know, we I'm should warn our listeners. Track we are stock you know, market professionals, like not entertainment professionals. You can't get a job because you don't have any experience. How do I get any experience if you won't give me a job? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about right it's now. But important. I think buying Disney anyway, for this people, movie is not uh, important. Our favorite uh, idea this week. That's Vern. Our favorite. Our Vern. over it's here. It's not my favorite. Like Wyndham you have this royal thing about the And uh, how about you, Val? What was your favorite? I song? have a favorite. I don't have a whole team over here of no royals. No on your side of the But day. it's just me, myself, by myself, my own independent thoughts. And my favorite this week. Well, I want to have a to say now. it's one of it's, Bob's cookies. Bob it's New Disney's. York Times, except that I know that's not going to work near term. I just own it. I'll always own it, what have you. Eventually, okay. it's going to work out. Right. The near term idea that I think could work for you sooner than that is this Hart Hanks ticker HHS on page 1918. Good Check business. that out. I've owned that before. Yeah. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye, everybody.